Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 239. I am your host, Travis. I want to thank you all for tuning in here. And uh, today we are going to wrap up round one of the uh, 2023 Pro Motocross Championship here. I uh, got a couple other things to kind of touch on here. Got a Holster Co. Reload rant. Um, I have a TLR tinfoil hat. And, uh, yeah, and then we've got our West Coast contributor, Isaac Gonzalez, coming on at the end of the show to kind of talk about his weekend. He actually had a press credential um, for the Fox Raceway National, and he got to go to the fo- the the season opener press day there and everything. Uh, so we call him up, and we kind of talk to him about that. Um, before we jump into it, obviously, I'm solo in studio here, as you can see by the camera that's only facing me. I don't have anybody here. Uh, it's a holiday weekend here. It's Memorial Day. Cole again is supercross only and Justin is on a lake somewhere. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, so needless to say solo in studio here wrapping it up. So probably be a little shorter show than normal, but that's okay. I got a, I got actually a chance to watch the race pretty like the entire thing. It was pretty easy for me. I've still got my bum foot right now, broken ankle, no surgery. So we're all good on that. It's just a waiting game, but, uh, doesn't allow me to do a lot outside when the weather's nice. So stuck inside all weekend, handled that. Before we uh, jump into the show here, though, just want to thank the sponsors. So first off, show presented by Complete Racing Solutions. Make sure to check them out, completeracingsolutions.com. Coach Rob can scientifically help you both on and off the bike. Uh, as I said before, he sent me over some stuff for rehabbing my ankle here. Uh, so we've been we've been doing what we can there as far as some diet stuff. And uh, like I said, a lot of it's just a waiting game at this point. But I have been uh, trying to eat some foods and some supplements that will help promote bone growth. So been working on that. <laughs> Sorry, allergies. Uh, also presenting the show, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. If you have a uh, project you're working on that needs some powder coating, make sure to check them out, tlrcoatings.com, or <laughs> we might make it through this, or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Um, they can coat anything the right way, so make sure to check them out. <laughs> yep, this is raw. This is what happens here on the show. So anyway, also on board with us, like I said, we got Holster Co. We got a Holster Co. Reload rant coming up. Uh, we got Gutterworks bringing you our 450 race recap. We have Adept Creative Co. bringing you our 250 race recap. Uh, we have Isaac Nelson Designs bringing you our interview with Isaac Gonzalez here. And uh, then we have Edgewood Farms for all our CBD needs. Links in the description down below, so make sure to check them out. Also, it's down below the video here. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. We have a new uh, Kawasaki Racing-inspired Moto Aftermath t-shirt. It uh, I was looking to see if I had mine on. But anyway, um, it, ha- it is our summer outdoor 2023 tour uh, shirt. We're going to be at a couple rounds. I'm going to be at at least Ironman and Redbud at this point. And probably be at the Chicago for the Super Motocross. Uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, that's, uh, that is now live up there on, uh, Teespring. So make sure to go check that out. Teespring.com forward slash moto aftermath show. We'll get you to our store and there's a couple different designs. There's a white one, a white shirt and a black shirt. So, you know, for whatever, whatever you want, uh, they all have all the logos on them there. So check those out, buy them. Also Amazon links in the description down below, which will help us out. So lots of ways to help us. So let's, uh, let's, without any further ado here, let's jump in your 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks, always well hung, just like Justin Barsha. 
And we're just going to start off with the generational talent he is, Jet Lawrence. Now, I will say, what happened yesterday with Jet going 1-1 did not surprise me at all. Number one, Fox Raceway, he's really good there. He's now 6-0. and He's won five straight 250 races there. He has won now his first 450 race there. Does not surprise me at all. Um, first moto... He gets out front, and he just kind of managed. He got to about a 10-second lead, and he basically just managed it. I don't know what was going on with Chase that first moto. He didn't seem to have anything for Jet, uh, per se, and he kind of got not the greatest of starts, had to work through the couple guys that were there. And uh, needless to say, just didn't couldn't, couldn't even get close to him, and I think maybe the crash in practice might have had a little something to do with that, too. That was a pretty good lick he took, but anyway, um, the second moto was a lot of what I expect to see most of this season, kind of like Tomac and Chase did last year, where they just battled each other and ran away. I expect to see a lot of the same out of Jet and Chase, and I mean, they did. They beat Ferrandis by 44 seconds, which is insane. Um, I mean, Jet was sitting under the tent, helmet off, debriefing by the time Ferrandis crossed the finish line. Absolutely gnarly. Um, and and Jet or Chase made a few attempts at Jet there during that race, but there really wasn't a whole bunch of places to pass, and he just didn't have anything for him. Jet made a couple of small mistakes. Nothing really to write home about, though. And, uh, you know, it was just it was just Jet's day. I'm going to tone down my heart on for Jet here because I do not think this is going to be every single race this summer um, as far as him going 1-1. But you got to admit, he's now run four 450 motos and he's won three of them. It's not a good look for everybody else. I do think Chase will have something for him, though, moving forward, though. Like I said, I think you get Chase on a day where he doesn't hit the deck that hard in practice or whatever. I think you're going to see a lot closer racing. So, um, and like I said with Chase, practice crash 2-2. Didn't look good the first moto. Second moto, he stayed right with Jet. He had everything Jet wanted and more. Um, just couldn't quite get by him. But this will happen. Like I said, I see a lot of this happening over the summer here of these two trading back back and forth motos because next you know it'll be chase getting uh chase getting starts and jet trying to pass him the one thing i have to say though is man even that second moto and they mentioned this on the broadcast jet does not look like he's trying and like as fast as he's going if he doesn't look like he's trying and he's going that fast if he's actually trying I don't know what that means for everybody else. I, You have to look at practice. Practice was the one spot that raised my eyebrows. The last lap of practice, when no one was going faster in that second, that second qualifying practice there, when no one was going faster, Jet went two seconds faster than everybody. I mean, that lap was insane. That one made me go, whoa. So we'll see going forward. Again, Fox Raceway is kind of an enigma. He's uh, he's very, very good there. So we'll see going forward. Um, and like I said, I think Chase will will stay with him and, and win motos and everything else. Um, talking about, uh, let's let's move on to uh, third place here with Dylan because he went 3-3. Math was super easy for like the first three there. Um, so he goes 3-3 for third overall. I do think that if Dylan stays healthy here, once we get to about halfway through the season you're going to see Dylan be able to kind of stay with those guys more so than yesterday. They made it very apparent 
throughout the broadcast, he has not been on the bike that much. So that that injury, that concussion he had during Supercross really took it out of him. And so he's only been on the bike a couple of weeks. So I think for the first round, that was good. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot of this. He might be just like the third best guy and maybe getting challenged by Webb too. Him and Webb are basically building the same because Webb was also hurt a little bit later, but also hurt. And so I think they're going to ride themselves into shape here. I do believe that Dylan's going to be better by the end of the year because Dylan wants it more. I don't like Coop doesn't care about outdoors. So, um, so I do think you'll see you'll see Dylan get up there in the mix once we get past about halfway. Maybe about the time we get to Redbud, because I think Redbud's about round five. He might be able to uh, get up in there. But um, I mean, it's one of those things. You can't lose the title the first day, uh, or you can't win it, but you can lose it. And definitely didn't lose it there. He's he's in the mix. Okay, basically all of the top six are in the mix at this point. AP fourth. I feel bad for AP. He rode his balls off to get that fourth. He should have been on the box. He was dogging Dylan and, you know, a couple crashes in that first moto. It just just wasn't his day. Um, but realistically, these top six, this is kind of what I see going forward here until other guys start to come back. Um, but that was a good ride for Aaron. He was pushing the pace yesterday. Um, but again, he is a tick off of what Chase and Jet can do. So this is kind of where I see him topping out as fourth, maybe a third here and there, but pretty much fourth. Uh, Webb gets fifth with a four five and, uh, he rode okay yesterday. Starts were good. He hasn't had a lot of time on the bike, so I didn't really expect much out of him. I kind of expected him in this top six here. Uh, so we'll just see how it, how it works going forward. AC, it was six with a six, seven. That was an okay ride for him. Again, not losing title chances per se in the first one, but not really he, he didn't lose it, but he didn't, he's not in a good spot. I just, I think moving forward, I was listening to his podcast the other day and he was talking about the stem cells and they say the stem cells usually take between like six to 12 weeks to set in. He took stem cells one week, rode the next week. So he has more stem cells banked at the place he went and had it done in Kansas. He's going back after the season to get a, get more stem cells put into his arm there. Um, I'll be interested to hear some stuff come out this week as to how his arm felt whether it was an arm situation or it's just that he hasn't really wrote a whole bunch of outdoor situation, you know, what, whatever's going on there. I'll be interested to hear it. So, uh, like I said, AC six, seven on the day for six. Um, and now we're going to kind of get into privateer Island here. So Grant Harlan, nine, six for seventh overall. That was a really good ride. Jose Butron. He is from Spain. He is a GP rider. Um, he comes in, goes 10, eight for eighth. So that was good for him. Lorenzo Lacrucio, he goes seven, 11 for nine, Freddie Norin goes 13-9 for 10th. I don't I don't have a lot on any of these guys here because it's just this is kind of what we were expected to see is a bunch of these guys getting really, really good finishes here. Uh, Jerry Robin had a really good day. He was running inside the top 10 a lot of the day. Goes 8-14 for 11th. Chiz shows up just because Chiz has to race everywhere. Uh, he goes 12-13 for 12. Dante Oliveira, I believe he's the off-road guy for KTM. Uh, he goes 15, 12 for 13th. So that's good. Ryan Surratt, who's an off-road guy. Now he goes 11, 17 for 14th. Derek Drake making his 450 debut. This is actually really good for him. He goes, uh, he goes 37, 10 for 15th. I don't know what happened that first moto. He must've went down, 
but getting 15th overall and 10th in the second moto, that's pretty good. We'll have to keep an eye on him going forward. Caden Amarine goes 14-20 for 16th. Marshall Welton, 31-15 for 17th. Luca Marcellisi, 18-18 for 18th. Romain Poppy, Pape, Poppy, I don't know, he's French, uh, 23-16 for 19th. And RJ Wageman, 16-33 for 20th. Uh, shout out to Michigan's own Jace Kessler and Chris Prebula going 21 and 22 overall. Let's see here. Also, Michigan's Jeff Walker, 27th overall. Uh, let's see here. I don't really see anybody else. So comment down below if there was anyone else that you guys were keeping an eye on, say for fantasy purposes or whatever. Um, but yeah, as far as I said, that's pretty much what I see the 450 class being is a lot of, there's not going to be a lot of interesting stuff happening other than watching jet and chase battle all summer. Uh, so that for what I have to say is your 450 race recap from gutter presented by gutter works always well hung like Justin Barsha. All right, before we uh, before we jump into the 250 class, which is realistically the most more interesting class, a um, few things to go over here. So uh, we'll get into our TLR tinfoil hat segment here. Um, and I had a source reach out this week to talk to me about the whole Ducati thing. So I'm I'm quite impressed here that the web going to Ducati thing has traveled as far as it has, okay? That was a simple conversation between me and Coach Rob um, that I really didn't have a whole bunch of information. I then reached out to Jace at Gypsy Tales. He didn't know anything. I told him the info that I had, which was Rob had heard that Ducati was going after Webb. Um, after that all happened, I heard through the grapevine that Ducati had bought the rights to the 2021 KTM 450 model, which would then make sense. We're trying, you know, when you talk TLR tinfoil hat here, we're going to string everything together going down the rabbit hole here. So why would, why would Ducati go after Webb? Well, they're going to go after Webb because they have their bike from what I understand is going to be based off of the 2021 KTM 450. What happened in with the 2021 KTM 450? Webb won the Supercross title on that thing and was really, really good on it. So that would make sense then why they were going after Webb. Now, my source reached out to me this week here. I cannot name him and I won't name him. So don't ask me. Uh, he's out there. He knows who he is. But he has friends in uh, Super World, World Superbike. World, I think it was World Superbike. Um and friends with the Ducati squad over there. And they said that Ducati is coming out with a 450 dirt bike. It is in development right now, um, but it will not debut until 2025. So we weren't super far off here on our, on our predictions. We just were off by, say, a year. So supposedly, through the grapevine here, Ducati is developing a 450 motorcycle. It will come out supposedly in 2025 they're also going to debut a team in 2025 from what i still understand 450 team so that's cool um but it's really awesome to know that we're not far off like i said when the source reached out he's like hey saw your stuff and it, like i said it's funny to me the reach that got because through me texting jace and then jace talking about what he was talking about our video blew up and then boom all of a sudden I mean, I'm getting articles sent to me, so it, it's really funny that like my conversation with Coach Rob went as far as it did. It's cool to see the reach happen, so thank you everyone for watching that video. As I get more information on this, because I'm sure people are going to come to me with some more information here as we kind of move on, I'll let you know, but from what I understand right now, 
this is another one that everybody can say we're crazy. We weren't crazy. Ducati definitely has a 450 in the works. Ducati's definitely trying to come race Supercross. And yeah, that's a thing. So that is your TLR tinfoil hat slash your web to Ducati update uh, that we weren't far off. And there's some extra info for you. So uh, moving on. Holsterco Reload Rant here. Brought to you by our friends at Holsterco. Make sure to check them out for all your things that go boom, boom, bang, bang, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so this rant is... For anybody who hasn't seen, Daniel Blair is stepping away from TV. And my rant here is at the TV companies themselves. NBC, you know, Feld, whatever. Whoever's in charge of the TV stuff there, which I know is a lot to do with NBC, but maybe something to do with Feld too. I- I'm, I'm, I'm upset that Daniel Blair is essentially getting pushed out and bullied out of TV spot, okay? When Daniel Blair's on TV, I've seen some stuff. The ratings are up, okay? Viewership's up. People like Daniel Blair. He's relatable. He's knowledgeable. He does very, very well on the broadcast. Him and Ricky do well together. However, again, I've heard through the grapevine because I have different sources everywhere. He's basically getting bullied out of tv he's he's not getting any promotions he's not getting moved around to where he needs to be he's not getting option instead we're gonna get lee diffie okay whatever like a lot of people there are people that hate him i'm kind of like whatever i i I, it's just i i don't i don't understand if your ratings go up when this guy's on why not put him on it doesn't make any sense to me he is I mean, he is a wonderful, wonderful play-by-play guy. So I just don't understand how you can let someone who makes your ratings go up leave. He should be there. It should be him and someone else in the booth. Whether that's Ricky, they seem to play well off each other. I've heard there's a little bit of... uh, I've heard there's a little bit of animosity between Ricky and DB, but that's... Who knows? For sure. I haven't personally talked to either one of them to know that, but I've heard stories that there are. Um, I, I mean, it's just it's just why. Why can we not keep him around? Why can we not give him the job? Okay, Lee Diffie has plenty of announcer jobs everywhere else. No offense, but it can't take that much money to, to keep Daniel Blair in that spot. Like, there's no way it takes that much money. So, I don't know. I'm upset that we're not going to get to see him. Hopefully, he's still doing Race Day Live. But from what I understand, like he's stepping away, away. Like he's not doing Race Day Live. He's not doing any of it. So that kind of that really bums me out because now Race Day Live is going to be a, just a joke again. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Look, right, right to NBC, right to Feld, right to MX Sports, and tell him we want Daniel Blair because that guy is a legend as far as the announcing game goes. He's so good at it. I want to. I want to see him there. So, um, one more thing here. Uh, one more thing. Hep. Uh, I want to just touch on Hep Suzuki right now. Okay, the Hep Motorsports Group or whatever. They are the Moto team that we need okay they're the one they're the type of moto team that all of these teams should be because they in my opinion resemble all these other motorsports teams like to a t and it's awesome they're racing 
Feld Supercross, Outdoors, and World Supercross. All separate teams, all separate guys. I mean, right now they've got like Freddie Norin, Chiz riding Outdoors, uh, Marshall Welton, like like all, like all sorts of people. They had a completely different roster for, for Supercross. They have a completely different roster for World Supercross. If you look at the other major motorsports, and I know this because I was watching, say, uh, uh, what was I watching today? Oh, the Indy 500, okay? So you've got like Rick Ware Racing, okay? Rick Ware has a World Supercross team. He's got an NHRA team. He's got an IndyCar team. He's got NASCAR team. He's a motor sports guy. If it's got a motor, wants to race. We don't, we don't have that here. We've got the manufacturers uh, doing whatever. Like they, they have their teams and that's it. They only go and they race Supercross and Motocross and that's it. And then they have completely separate teams for, for the other stuff. And then we've got uh, we've got our other privateer teams like MCR and that kind of stuff. And they only race a West Coast Supercross or whatever. So it's like, why can we not have more teams like HEP that just race it all? And maybe HEP will branch out from that too. Maybe they'll get an off-road team going or maybe they'll get... Uh, uh i don't know a flat track team going or a gncc team or something why can't we have why can't we have groups that have all of these that, that or at least that race all of these different aspects why can't we have why can't we have a team that does arena cross and supercross and motocross and world supercross and, and mxgp why can't we have that why why does it have to be i know part of it is economics and it doesn't really work that way but I don't know, man. I'm just confused. I give it up to HEP. I like what they're doing. I like what I'm seeing from them and trying to do all this. To me, it's excellent. So, um, this is, yeah, this is basically what I, uh, what I like as far. I like where HEP's going here of just, we're going to race it all. That's all, that's all there is. So, um, club's kind of doing the same thing. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But like I said, I really like what HEP's doing. Uh, moving on to the 250 race recap here brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. And look, I'm just going to say one word as far as the 250 class goes here because I wrote this on my notes really big yesterday watching the second moto. Parody. That's what we're going to see all summer in the 250 class is parody. The, the drastic difference between who was up front the first moto versus who was up front the second moto was absolutely nuts. So let's just start running this down here. So Hunter Lawrence goes 3-1 for first overall. Um, second moto, he whole shots, runs away. That's kind of what I expected to see out of Hunter Lawrence. That first moto, super weird. Bad start, couldn't get going. Him and Justin Cooper were just kind of sitting back there like 8th, ninth, like not really doing anything the first half of the moto. And then he kind of started to find his flow and he moved forward to third. But that was a very weird moto for Hunter, in my opinion. I expected to see more of this of what the second moto was, but... I'm not sure if we're going to see that or if we're just going to see the same kind of thing where it's like maybe one really good one, one kind of so-so one. This is the first round, so I'm not trying to draw too many conclusions here, and we're going to get to some major not drawing conclusions here as, as we move on to second place. So Hayden Deegan goes 6-2 for second overall, and let's just stop right here because here's what here's what I'm going to get. I've already got 100 comments about our Hayden Deegan preview video there from the last show where I said, oh, it'll probably be 9th to 12th, okay? You got a kid who's hungry. He's got grit. He's a really good rider. He's a rookie. He ran two races last year. He went like 11 and 10th overall in the two races last year, okay? Very respectable as far as an amateur kid coming in. Respectable, okay? 
This one was impressive. I will say that. This was an impressive ride, especially that second moto where he got second. Like, did not see that coming. Didn't have it on my bingo card. If he'd have got, like, fourth or something, I'd have been like, okay, cool, that's good. Like, that's a good good start there for him. Um, to go 6-2, had a tip over that first moto, so that kind of cost him. He was kind of moving forward there for a while. But that was a really good race. Now, I'm not jumping off the cliff here with all the other with all the we need to come up with a name for you guys the all the deegan nut nut huggers because you guys are out there trust me i've seen all of your comments about how i'm eating crow and all this stuff we said in that video for those of you who don't do anything but read the title and make a comment because i know you're out there there's plenty of you in fact the one guy commented back of like man you're not good at listening because he thought i was comparing myself to hayden deegan let's just get this straight hayden deegan could have no legs and one arm and ride a dirt bike better than me. Period. End of discussion. Not even going to try that, okay? I'm sitting here as a fan bench racing about these guys, okay? Much like you sit on your tailgate of your truck at the track and talk to you. Oh, did you see the race? Oh, yeah. So-and-so sucks. So-and-so so good. We're doing the same thing here. I just recorded and put it out there for you guys to, you know, bench race back and forth. I, I will say 100% that me and Justin both sat here and said... It would not surprise us if he got on the box at some point. Did I think it was going to come in the first round? No. This is this is a surprise that's at the first round. But it's not that big of a surprise they did it or that it would happen this year. Do I think this is going to happen all year? I don't know. Okay? I'm just going to say I don't know. And you're all going to say, oh, you're a hater, all this stuff. Look, we have seen guys come out. We've seen guys win the first round. RJ Hampshire won the first moto and got 11th the second moto. So let's just tone it down, okay? This was a great ride for him. I think he's going to be good. He definitely has stepped his speed game up, so it, that's improved. So, yeah, he's probably going to be a top 10 guy most of the summer. No problem. His starts were really good yesterday. It was great. But do I see him being on the podium every single week? No. And and that's with any of these guys. There's weeks that I don't think Hunter's going to be on the podium, to be really honest with you. There's going to be a lot of parody in this class. There's a lot of fast dudes. There's 21 factory bikes was what I heard the other day. That means at least as long as everybody stays healthy, there's at least one guy per team that is not going to get points every single week. And on top of that, you still have guys like Forkner's not back. Hammaker's not here. So there's a couple other. I mean, by the time we get to the end of the season, if everybody stays healthy, you could have 25 factory guys, which means five dudes aren't going to get points and there's going to be some really good guys like we're going to go through this there's some really good factory dudes outside the top 10 yesterday so again as far as Hayden Deegan goes this was a great race for him super super good I'm super interested to see how the rest of the summer goes but I'm still not going to sit here and call him a podium guy week in and week out maybe if it happens cool by halfway if he's if he's on the podium more rounds than not great cool that's we were way off on this. I don't see it yet. But again, like I said, I don't see any of these guys being on the podium every single week because there are some guys that I thought should have been on the podium yesterday that aren't. So, um, so yeah, so good ride for Hayden going six, two for second. That was great. RJ Hampshire with the weirdest third place overall ever, like goes one eleven. did Hampshire things, three crashes that second moto. So, I mean, what do you say? The guy's got grit. He's he's never going to short you on effort. That first moto was excellent. I mean, just battling with Joe and just outfoxing him, man, and just winning. So um, really, really good. This next guy here, I, 
I do want to talk about the people that are hating on him saying that he is shit. Okay, so Tom Bial goes 7-3 for fourth overall. He got better every single time he was on the track, and he openly said he didn't like that track. Um, This was slightly underwhelming, especially the first moto, compared to what I thought we might see out of him. However, this is another one of those things. You can't win the title of the first race, but you can lose it. Well, he's fourth in points here now. Top five in points going out of the first round of the track you don't like on a series you've never rode before on a track you've basically never rode before. I think most of these guys outside the top five would take that. So, I mean, he literally beat a guy that a lot of people are calling for the title in Justin Cooper. So, it wasn't all out spectacular like we thought it was where he might come in and just run away from everyone. Um, but not a complete disaster either. So I want to I want everybody to tone down the hate on him a little bit. Um, I mean, I understand the yeah America and the GP riders aren't shit and that kind of stuff. Like like I understand that to an extent. Um, but I don't want to. I mean, coming out of there fourth, and I think as we go on, he, we're going to get some tracks where he is much much better, and he's going to figure out the schedule throughout the day and how to how to work with it. And you might see him really start to shine here as we move through the season. So um would be interesting to see. I mean, I think him and Deegan are going to uh, probably going to be way up there for rookies. Let's put it that way. So um, Justin Cooper goes 5-4. And Justin Cooper did a lot of Justin Cooper things yesterday. So, for example, the first moto, I was really paying attention. Justin Cooper did not get a great start. And Justin Cooper spent a shit ton of time in eighth and ninth place. Like... There just wasn't any moving forward, which was interesting because this is something we've noticed with him is when he doesn't get like, say, a top five start and he's not right there with those guys. It's very tricky for him to get going and get moving and make stuff happen. Um, So that is something we've talked about of we think he needs to fix that. Otherwise, it's going to be a long year for him, man. He's not going to be able to to do this um, all year where he gets these crappy starts and like cannot move. So. He's going to have to figure that out. Uh, but again, 5-4, fifth overall. Title's not lost. It's not won, but it's not lost. So uh, sixth place, Max Volan goes 2-9. First moto was awesome. Second moto goes down. Not as good. Uh, but that first moto flashes on flashes on flashes of brilliance there. Now, I will say with Max Volan here, and they brought this up on the broadcast, one thing to think about. We all talk about how shitty he is in, in Supercross, okay? Number one, the kid's still young. I think he's like 19. Like, he started when he was 16. He was very young. They pushed him in there. Um, but outdoors, he's been healthy every year for all the outdoor races. Supercross, he's been hurt. Like, the like year two, he, like, broke his hip, like, the first or second race and didn't race all the Supercross, you know? Maybe it was the first year. It was like the second race. He broke his hip in practice because I believe we were there. And then last year he did okay, but he still got hurt. And then this year it was better, but, you know, still not great. But his the amount, the percentage of races of Supercross seasons he's done compared to outdoors is drastically different, which is why I think he's drastically better. I'll be super interested to see when he gets off that KTM team, goes to star how that works. But I think... I think he's only going to keep building here, and he will be on the box before the end of the year. I'm going to stamp that. Um, Joe Schmoda goes 4-6 for 7th overall. He had a great first moto going there until he went down in those little roller section, the little wave section. Uh, he is one, too, that I think here a lack of racing has kind of cost him, so he's going to build as the season goes on. And again, he's one of those guys that's like, this is why I think there's going to be parity, because you're going to see Joe on the box, too, because he's fast. 
He's really fast. Um, but you'll see him on the box week in and week out here, I think, as we move forward. Uh, Guillaume Ferez goes 8-5 for 8th. Um, I see him somewhere in this range most of the year here. We'll see if he improves at all. He's good. He comes from Europe, you know, whatever, but he's been just riding. Again, this is a lack of racing, in my opinion. He's been just riding down at the goat farm there. So not racing. He's doing outdoors this year, and then he'll jump into Supercross next year, from what I understand. So from my opinion, this will build and get better as he goes on as he races. So uh, Levi Kitchen, really weird day, like just crap starts, couldn't get anything going. Um, and a hard-fought day to go 10-7 for ninth overall. Carson Mumford looked pretty good there on that uh, PC Cowie. Um, he is doing the whole series from what I understand, but that's so far up in the air because he wasn't riding for PC, then he was, and he was only doing some, then he's doing all of them, so I don't know. Carson Mumford's going to ride PC for a while here. Uh, he goes 11-8 for 10th, so that, to me, is a good finish for Mumphy there. Rider D, uh, he was running up front a lot, fades towards the end, but, you know, rookie season here, so we won't we won't uh, harp on that too bad. He goes 9-13 for 11th. Um, Chance Hymas goes 15-12 for 12th. Uh, decent day for chance. He was up front a little bit there, decent starts and then just faded back. But I think you'll see more out of him as he just gets more reps under his belt too. Again, just a, just a rookie. So we'll see, uh, Jordan Smith rough day at 1314 for 13th. I have no idea. He was in the back, but he's another guy too. You know, when I talk about how I see parody and I don't see the podium being the same, Jordan Smith's another one that like he rip, he can rip a start and just run away. He's got that speed. He hasn't raced outdoors for years, so I think that might be part of it here because 2018 was the last year he raced outdoors, so that's five years ago or so. But uh, yeah, so I, again, there's there's a lot more names coming up here too. Uh, Jet Reynolds actually surprised at the starts and running up front. That 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 rate, I was like, wow, I can't believe Jet Reynolds is up there. Um, I had my doubts about him, period, but uh, actually made it through a race. Goes 12-16 for 14th. We'll see if he improves as he goes throughout the year. To be honest, if he was a 12th to 16th place guy all year, it wouldn't surprise me. And to me, as long as he finishes all the races, that's that's all he needs to do. Uh, Michael Moseman and what could be his last outdoor or his last professional racing here season as we go. Uh, goes 19-10 for 15th. Garrett Marchbank, 17-15 for 16th. Totally thought he was riding the 450. We talked about him on 450 in the previous show. Apparently, he's riding 250, so whatever. Uh, Jeremy Martin gets credited with most passes on the day. He goes 16-19 for 17th, and again, he's another guy that can get into that podium mix easy. He rode really good yesterday because he got in nothing but trouble all day. He He tipped over in the first corner of the first moto, tipped over the first corner of the second moto, tipped over in another corner of the second. Like, he just, he he was down twice the second moto. I mean, just coming from 39th, both motos, to get up in the top 20, that's that's really, really good. Uh, Ty Masterpool, 14-23 for 18. Watch out for him come Red Bud. Uh, Caden Braswell riding that TLD goes 18-18 for 19th. Talon Hawkins goes 20-17 for 20th, so that was good. Jalik Swole does Jalik Swole things. Hole shots the first race, then crashes into the fence and hurts his arm and pulls off and basically DNFs and goes 40-20 for 21st. No idea what happened there. Uh, let's keep scrolling here. I mean, you got Varese 22nd, Preston Kilroy 23rd, Dylan Schwartz 24th, Derek Kelly had a rough day. He was coming from the back all day in 25th, Hardy Munoz 26th. Let's see if there's anybody else. And then we kind of get into 
all the privateers there. So yeah, that basically is the 250. Like I said, you've got you've got guys that are top 20 dudes here in Jalik Swole, Varese, Kilroy, Schwartz, Kelly, and Munoz are top 20 dudes. They are all outside the top 20. They let's see here. Jalik scored a point the second moto. That's it. So this is what I'm talking about with parody and all these dudes here. I mean, Jalik's won a national before, so you could see that again very, very easy. I'm doubtful on that one, but you could see that very you could see that happen. So there's gonna be parody. This class is gonna be the class to watch all summer, I think. And uh, I'm I'm real excited for it. I it's kind of a toss up. They talked about it on the on the broadcast yesterday. There's a void there. Jet has been literally just dominating this class the last two years, and now he's gone. So there's a big void as to uh, who's going to take over, and we'll just have to see. So that has been your uh, that's been your 250 race recap there, brought to you by Adept Creative Co. And uh, yeah, now we're going to we're going to move on. I recorded a segment, like I said, with our boy Isaac Gonzalez earlier. He is our West Coast contributor there. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at HeartKid44. Uh, he is presented by our friend over at our by our buddy Isaac over at Isaac Nelson Designs, who does all of our different logo work for all our T-shirts and stuff. So make sure to check him out if you need any logos made. Um, yeah, and that's basically it for the race recaps and stuff. And now here is that Isaac interview. All right. Now, as promised, brought to you by our friends over at Isaac Nelson Designs for all of your graphic design needs. We have our West Coast contributor who was at the race this weekend, Mr. Isaac Gonzalez. What's up, bro? What up? What up, everybody? Dude, so you had a super interesting weekend here because you actually Amazing. somehow managed to get a press pass, mostly because you probably didn't use our name, which was fantastic. Great move. Great move. Um, but, you know, walk me through kind of this whole weekend because you got to do the whole opening round press day thing there at the casino and the track. And then obviously you got to kind of go everywhere yesterday so so walk me through your weekend here starting with press day on thursday and let's just let's just work our way through this and talk about kind of what you saw what you heard that kind of stuff okay so first off before i take you through the weekend i want to thank i doubt they will ever listen to this but the small chance that they do i want to thank roy jansen from mx force the commissioner i believe he is and davy they are actually the ones who hooked me up with the press pass. If you guys don't know, I actually was able to do the, uh, I was part of Make-A-Wish, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, big shout out to them. Um, and I was able to go to Millville. So I met everybody except for Davey at Millville last year. And dude, Roy Jansen is the coolest guy you ever meet. Like he was telling me this weekend on Thursday that um, he said, you know, our media guys was, like questioning me, can this kid actually do this? He's like, oh yeah, he could do it. So, um, so yeah, Thursday we went, uh, I actually kind of took off work for this. So, um, <laughs> Thursday we went and, um, that press conference was really impressive. I don't know if you watched it, but I was super impressed on how big that was. It kind of did screw up a little bit for the, the one-on-one -on -one time. Cause they kind of, we had lunch and one-on-one -on -one time, mushed together so some of the riders just ate and took off so that was a bit of a bummer so i didn't get to talk to everybody i wanted to but i got to talk to a lot of people that i wanted to but yeah big shout out to mx sports for putting that on and 
hooking me up with this press pass, man. So then we went to the track, and I actually got hooked up with uh, a guy. His name's Jordan Post, Post at Random on Instagram. Um, he, uh, I was shadowing him on Thursday. He showed me all the hot spots, like where is good to take photos, where is not. Super cool, dude. And Saturday, got there and attended the safety meeting. There's a safety meeting that I, I had to go to uh, to not to. If I didn't attend a safety meeting, I would have not gotten that pass or the, the vest that they have you wear. So, um, yeah, I was I was telling my, my dad this before I came on. I actually do believe I found exactly what I want to do in this life. That was so fun yesterday. Not one, not one moment that I um, not have a smile on my face. I was so cool. It's so cool to be up close to the action. I feel like like when you're behind the fences you could kind of see what's going on but when you're in the middle of the track you like i was so invested in that battle with jet and chase and by the way it has to shock you a little bit that jet went one one um not but, um, at all not at all really zero percent zero percent you have to be a little shocked that Chase didn't get around in that second. Moment. No, no, that went that went pretty much exactly how I saw it going. Like the so I was more shocked, and, and I we're recording this out of order here. But I, in my notes, I'm more shocked that um, Chase, how bad Chase struggled the first moto compared to the second. The second moto went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Um, and you could have flip flopped them, okay? And it's it still wouldn't have shocked me. You could have put Chase up front and Jet in second, hounding him like that the whole moto, and it wouldn't have shocked me. But that second moto is exactly what I think we're going to see the entire first half of the year. And then if Dylan stays healthy, I believe beyond that, you might see Dylan be able to start sticking his nose in it. But for basically most of the year, this is what you're going to the same thing you saw with Tomac and Chase last year, where they just locked in together and took off. You're going to see that with Jet and with Chase. Now, the the only thing the only thing is is that you got to wonder which one of them cracks first okay because you're going to see cracks with that much pressure and i think you saw yesterday like jet didn't really crack in that moto um chase was trying everything chase had a weird day per se but uh i'm a little more nervous that chase will crack under pressure as we've kind of seen that a bunch if he's getting hounded for 35 minutes by jet but yeah no man that was that was exactly how i saw that going was those two running away like that and jet just being clean i'll tell you what did surprise me the the most surprised i was all day was when jet put two seconds on everybody in practice that shocked that raised my eyebrows and i went wow dude that was insane on the last lap of practice too yeah and i have video of him on that lap it's it's incredible just and Steve Mathis, who was sitting behind me in the media tent, uh, <laughs> he said, you can't even tell if the kid's on a fast lap or not. And yeah, there was so many times he came over to the finish. I'm like, is he on a fast lap or not? He's just that talented. It's crazy to watch. Yeah, I um, I had the same I, I said the same thing with Desnations. Like when he rode Desnations, he's battling with like the top GP guys there, obviously. And you can't even tell he's trying. He's just like so relaxed riding that bike that it's insane to see. Yeah. 
But um, back to it. Uh, back to taking you guys to the weekend because I feel like we went on a tangent. That's okay. We do that. Uh, Go for it. Yeah. Um. So after everything was done, the podium celebrations were absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. It's so wild down there because. You know, I'm not the tallest guy, and all the photographers were taller than me, so I felt like I was going to get trampled the whole time. But, um, no, it was it was super fun yesterday. Like I said, I want to do this as much as I can. And Davey, Davey Coons, I sent an email to Davey Coons to send him some of my stuff. We said, we can't make no promises, but you could see this in Razor X if we get a good one. That'd we get cool. a good one. Yeah, so that was my motivation yesterday. I was like, okay, I'm getting in Racer X. And if I get in Racer X, I'm buying like five copies and sending them out to everybody I know and say, hey, my photos in. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so, okay, so you actually had a vest. You were actually like media like that per se because there yeah. there are two different kinds of media. There's like, we'll call it the Steve Mathis, the Wygant media where it's like, you can be a lot of places, but you can't stand right next to the tractor in the race. And then there's the the actual photographer stuff. So you were on the photography side there. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, that is and that's awesome. Did you did you sign did when you reached out about it? Did you sign up for that? And you were like, hey, I want to do photo- some photography stuff. Or were you just like, oh, I'll just do whatever. I just <clears throat> so I got my camera in Christmas and on Christmas and I audit I knew about this stuff. I knew it would be a little bit harder with Supercross because they changed the rules a little bit ago. Yeah. If I remember. But I knew uh, I was talking Max Sanford, he's one of my buddies. I've seen him at Elsinore tons of times. I've sent you guys content on him. I was asking like which one's harder to press pass for and he said, Don't even try it in Supercross, just try it now for So, you know, Roy Jansen is super cool. Like super cool. Like he's done so much for me. It is I like I can't thank the guy enough. And I just hit him up over email. I said, Hey, is there anything I would have to do to be a photographer at one of the rounds? And and he just said, Nope, I just put your name on the list. So I <laughs> and Yeah, and then that was pretty much it. And Honestly, when I got to the press conference, I had to check in as media, and they, they asked me, who are you affiliated with? And I, like, froze for a second. Because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't play, you know? Like, yeah. I, felt like, I felt like if I told you, I, if I told them, yeah, I'm with Moto Aftermath Show, there's a chance I might not be able to be in that press conference. So. <laughs> nah, man, you're just, a, you're just a solo. You're just, you're, yeah, you're could, just there. I, I just said Roy put me up to this and Roy's let me do this and that's about it. So um no, did you watch the post race press conference at all? No, no, I haven't watched um I haven't watched any of it. I didn't actually watch the press conference on Thursday either. I've been okay. I've been a little busy, man. Like I said, I broke my ankle a couple weeks ago. So um so yeah, so I it takes me way longer to do literally everything now because I can't walk. I have to crutch everywhere and figure out how I'm carrying things either in a backpack or have someone carry it for me. So so yeah, so my uh my my days like during the day, especially when I'm working of just listening to stuff are also very limited too because I have an employee I'm directing at this point because he's used to part-time kind of easy task and now he's 
full-time basically doing almost everything, but I have to coach him because he's not used to that. So, uh, yeah, so I haven't gotten a chance to listen to basically anything. So, um, why was there, was it interesting? Was there some cool stuff? Did Jet say, yeah, you guys can just expect this all summer or what? He didn't say that, but I have to say I was able, I got the last question of the press conference. I asked the question of both Jet and Chase. Oh, you there? Oh, did you lose me? Yeah, we lost you. What was the question? He left us hanging there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just have to say, um, the last question of the pre- the very last question of the 450 press conference, you might recognize the voice <laughs> and the name. What'd you ask him? Oh, I just I just asked him about how that battle was, like how tough it was for Jet to um, to have Chase on him. Pretty much because he was Chase was on him the whole moto, and I asked Chase how hard it was to navigate the laughter stuff like that, and they gave me pretty good answers. Like I was shocked. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I have to go. I have to go listen to it, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, how was so? I, I am disappointed. The one person you didn't talk to that I was really hoping for was a fucking oh. Deegan interview, bro. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about. It. I even saw him out in the pits and i thought about it oh totally should have oh i I was thinking about it because you know deegan fans aren't the uh aren't fans of us so i thought it would be hilarious if i asked him some stuff but i didn't get the chance to dude they're not shy at all they fucking i mean since the race yesterday, I, it, my comments haven't stopped on my video saying that I thought he was going to oh be my. a 9 to 12 guy. Yeah. Oh, how's that crow taste? Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, man. Yeah, really took him all of one race to be on the box and on and on and on and on. So I think they'll like the video this week where I, uh, you know, don't quite bow down to his feet still. It'll be yeah. It'll be good for him. <laughs> so. I gotta ask you about this. Yeah, a one eleven for RJ Hampshire, third overall. What the hell? I don't know. I mean, it was a typical RJ day. Yeah, but how is a one eleven third overall in this class? That I, I, I had I had it written down in my notes for the show here for the two fifty class from the race yesterday. This is going to be a summer of parody because that two fifty class was just all over the map, man. I'm telling, it's. It was wild. Like, I mean, the first moto, let's face it, you had swole hole shots and then crashes out with a DNF. Okay, cool. That's typical of swole. You have RJ literally just going Mach 10 and battling with Shimoda the whole time till Shimoda hits the deck. Okay, that's weird. And then RJ gets the win. Hunter and Jay Coop are buried on the start. They can't, like, Hunter, for the first moto to me was super weird because, like, he couldn't seem to get going. And then he finally did and got to, a, what was it, third, I think, that first moto? Yeah, um, three, one. Yeah, three. so he got to third. And then the second moto was more what I thought we were going to see out of Hunter. But then at the same time, I'm like, his consistency outdoors has not been great. And he's been known to choke with that red plate outdoors. So I'll be interested to see how next weekend goes. Um, you know, I mean, it was just it was just so all over the board for both motos yesterday. I mean, Justin Cooper, I had a note of in like the first moto, like this is exactly what Justin on the show here has talked about with Justin Cooper is 
if he gets a start that's outside the top five, like he can't go to the front for some reason. He just buries himself and like doesn't ever make moves. And he didn't. I mean, that first moto, he Uh-oh. like halfway through, he was still in eighth place. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? So yeah, I don't know, man. And then and then you gotta look at it too. You move farther back, you go outside the top ten, you've got Guillaume Ferez, you've got um uh Jordan Smith, you've got Levi Kitchen. I mean, dude, the names go on and on. Like the the crazy thing is, I heard this uh maybe it was like Thursday or something on one of Steve's shows. There's like twenty one or twenty two factory guys um in the two fifty class, which means some factory dude isn't getting points each weekend here as long as they're all still there, which is crazy to think about. So I don't know. And then you have J-Mart, like, he just had bad luck yesterday. I mean, the first moto, he's down twice and comes from, like, 39th. Second moto, same thing, gets stacked up in, like, corner two and is coming from the back. I mean, it's just wild because, like, he should have been up there. He was on my fantasy team. He should have been way up there. And, of course, he's just coming from the back trying to get in the top 20. So, I mean, then you have guys like, too, like, um, not even guys you think of, like Derek Kelly, who is a decent outdoor guy, like easy top 20. And again, on my fantasy team, that's why I really was paying attention to him yesterday. But like, he's literally battling for his life for 24th place. Like what? But like, <laughs> it was in that pile up in the second moto that got Martin and Poland. And yeah. Them. I saw down too. Yeah. Well, and then like, how about Volan flying that first moto and gets a podium? Dude, I and, thought he was going to win that for a second. Dude, I mean, just just crazy fast that first moto. Then the second moto gets stacked up, and yep, there it is, trying to come from the back. So, I don't know, man. I, I The 250 class, we're just going to see, I think, parody all year long. Like, like, you could have Levi Kitchen, like, whatever he did this weekend, because I haven't even looked at the full results yet. You could have yeah. Levi Kitchen go 15 15 this weekend and go one one next weekend so it's just going to be whoever can be the most consistent out of these guys is going to win this title but i do agree with what like weege and them were saying on the broadcast where there's like a vacuum here because there isn't really a title defender going on like you have jmart but he won a title like 10 fucking years ago so yeah 15 yeah something like was it 13 14 14 15 something like that but but yeah it was 14 15. Okay. Sorry, I got a good kind of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so it's like there's there's this huge vacuum of like there isn't really a champion in this class. So I don't know. We'll see, man. It's that class is going to be super interesting. And then the 450s, you're going to see basically what you saw yesterday. Just j- mm-hmm. the the thing to watch is going to be Jet and Chase battling. Hey, I don't want to. I don't. I don't mean to hype up the Deegan fans here, but Hayden can win this on consistency. Oh boy, here we go. Sorry. Oh boy, Sorry. it's been one race. Okay, let's tone it yeah, down. Yeah, it was one. It was the hometown race too. So yes, he knows that track well. Whether he's been riding there or not, he spun thousands of laps there as a kid. So like, and I know it's not exactly the same, and the prep's a little different, but whatever, man. Look, let's just keep moving. Let's get to you know. Let's get to High Point. Let's get to Red Bud. Let's get to Millville. Let's see how this goes. It was impressive. Okay. It was. I was shocked. I was shocked. I was too. He he gave me a shout out on the podium, said, you know, this one's for all the haters here. I was like, thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) 
But yeah, let's just let's just tone it down there, okay? Until you know we get to the we get to mid to late season, he's still doing this, being on the box and stuff. Then I'll say the same thing we said about Supercross. Hmm, we might have mm-hmm. underestimated this a little bit. And I'd say the same thing about Jet. I mean, he's undefeated at this track, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens when we go to say Unadilla and he uh, gets pressured, which he got pressured actually. I don't think about it. He got pressured quite a bit by second moto. Yeah. It together, but and it's a track. He's good at this track. Yeah. Yeah. No, that definitely, that definitely plays a part. That's why like, I'm not su- like, I'm not super hyped on the jet thing because, yeah. but at the same time, I saw what he did is at designations last year. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him ride, not Paula on a four fifty, And it was impressive. So, I mean, dude, <sighs> The, the the it's just the awareness he has to focus on everything all at once while he's going Mach 10 without look without looking like it. I mean, they made the comment on the broadcast. Yeah, he's riding like 70 percent right now. It's insane. I mean, he's pointing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the broadcast or if anybody said anything to you. He literally goes goes by the um the pit board, uh, the mechanics yeah, area. Almost eats it, it, comes around the other way, and is pointing at the mechanic to move down farther. No one does that. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard him say that on the podium or something. Yeah, no one does that. Or he li- he literally was pointing it. like, yo, move farther that way because I almost just ate shit trying to look at that pit board. No yeah. one does that. Chase is not doing that in the middle of a moto. So, yeah, I mean, that, that kid is next level, man. Next level. It- but oh, what was I gonna say? Sorry, I completely blanked on whatever I was gonna say. But um, did you uh, did you hang out for a while? After what was what's it like? Okay, because I don't know this because I'm not allowed in there. Uh, what's it like in the in the media tent after the race? Like, it because they have like a media or a a corral now, don't they? Where like all the riders come in yeah. and you can talk to them or whatever. So you just walk around. You're just like, Hey, what's up? Or how's that? How's that work? Is there like a line? Mm, no, there's not really a line. You just like, uh, I had to wait quite a bit for the riders cause they were getting interviewed by more important people and my more important people than us. I'd say like Kellen Brower and racer X and vital MX. Um, so like, yeah, you would just, I would just say, hey, Michael, you want to do a little interview real quick? And he'd say, oh, yeah, sure. And we did it. So that, that's how it works. It's, it's the first round. You know, everybody's trying to get their uh, – uh, everybody's trying to get, you know, situated. So it wasn't it's, – it's a little messy in there, but, like, you can get your interviews and get out. And not every single rider comes to that thing. Like, the top three guys literally just came to the press conference and left. Yeah. So, and the press conference, so the media tent after, it's you really do have to be quiet in there because of the press conference going on. But the media tent in between sessions, it's crazy. You got guys, everybody's got their laptop. Everybody's working, essentially, except for me, which I just loaded my, <laughs> my, my photos into my phone and just uploaded stuff and to my Instagram and my Twitter so and sent you guys stuff. It was it was really hard. I have to admit, it was really hard getting vertical videos because I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to use my camera and see what I could do. But I, I made sure I, I 
made sure I got him. So yeah, no, especially you did, did great, man. You did great. The podium, the podium stuff that I got with the champagne bottles. I feel like that's going to go really well. Yeah. On. Yeah. No, it was it was good, man. No, and if you were if if you were there to take pictures with your camera or whatever, and that's how you got the pass, that is definitely what you should have focused on. Which, if that's what yeah. you did, that's great. So. No, man, it was good. It was good. So, um, any other rounds this year? You going to Hangtown next weekend? Oh, <laughs> uh, so my dad was checking transponders yesterday, and they asked him to go this weekend. So we'll see. That'd be cool. We're still... But yeah, it it'll it'll be a good season. It'll be a great. What do you think of Tom Vial? He was underwhelming. To me, he got better as the day went on, but he was underwhelming. I thought he'd be a little bit better, but I heard he didn't like that track at all either. So that's Uh, that's a thing, too. Okay, Um, I I, not a criticism. Everybody calls people everything. But the uh, press announcers at the race were calling him Tommy Vial. I've never heard that. Have you ever heard that? Somebody call him Tommy Vial? No, but that sounds like um, God, who is it that does that? That you're talking the actual track announcers from MX Sports, yes. right? Yeah. yeah um, he, uh, God, I'm trying to think of his name too. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him before. Um, but yeah, he does that. He he will spit out names, and you'll just be like, "That's that's not uh, that is not his name." But he's just he's just yeah. trying to loop stuff together and hype it up. So like, I I understand what he's doing for his profession there, but at the same time, I'm just like shaking my head going, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not his name. It's not his name. Doing thing too. He's doing the same thing. But uh, man, it was super fun yesterday. Like I said, doubt they'll ever listen to this, but the small chance they do. Thank you, Davey and Roy and Sean Brennan. Uh, he was wearing a super motocross hat and I, uh, and I asked him, hey, where can I get one? He's like, we'll work on one for you. So hopefully I can get a super motocross hat from him. I don't <laughs> think. I mean, the guy's got so much going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was most impressed with? You, the, the video you sent me of AC on Thursday, he was like, you know what, Isaac, like actually used your name. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, I was shocked. That's impressive. But you've met him quite a few times, haven't you, at the track and stuff? Because you have like his jersey and everything, don't you? Yeah, he gave me the jersey right off his back that one day I went. Yep. So. so he knows me. And actually, do you know who Kenny Day is of Fox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Yep. So I, I ran into him yesterday and I said, hey, I got some photos of Adam. Can I send them to you? And I just got a text right before we went live here and he sent them to Adam. So, oh, by the way, did you did you by a chance see Chase Sexton's Instagram? Uh, No. Like his, about qualifying or whatever i don't think so so i i uploaded some photos just to hype up the race like oh it's time to go racing and stuff and i used a photo chase and then like 10 minutes later i went on instagram and i saw it i think he used one of my photos in his little i'm pretty sure it is so yeah and his agent his agent follows me on instagram so i'm sure that had something to do with it who's his agent chris onstott i believe is his name okay 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 hmm interesting hear any hear any good scuttlebutt in the pitch yesterday anything anything good anybody leaving a team Uh, that that we don't know about yet i don't know man i just 
after the race, I think it was after the press con. Oh, no, it was when I got back to the media tent, I saw Chase Sexton just fooling around with the KTM guys. Well, just <laughs> talk. I think that is a thing. Oh, yeah, that's that's like the worst kept secret at this point. So yeah. that that is that is basically confirmed without being confirmed. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see there. We'll see. It's kind of that was kind of like the web going to KTM thing, like just the most yeah. terrible that, secret ever. Yeah. Question for you, because I haven't I, I got to be honest, I haven't watched the broadcast. yet. I'll probably do that tonight or something or tomorrow. Yeah. Who was the when they did the podium interviews? Who was the crowd louder for? Aaron Plessinger, Jet Lawrence, or Hayden Deegan? Ooh, good question. Um, I think it being down there. I think it was Deegan. I I have to agree. I think it was him too. Um, the Jet one was pretty close. Plessinger's kind of got kind of got screwed up because they did they interviewed him with Webb. Um, yeah, just so because it was so quick trying to get because the TV broadcast was ending. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I have to say it's a toss up pretty much between Jet or Deegan, but man, it's, it was probably Deegan. It is, it is amazing to me how much more play we get with Deegan content than Jet. So he is just, like I said, if I'm ever out again, like we were this year in Indy and I see him at dinner, I'm buying that guy's dinner because I have made so much money off that guy. Like I really, I really like Everybody thinks I'm a hater, but it's like I I have nothing but respect for what Brian and Hayden and the whole rest of the family have done as far as the social media game goes and everything. And it's not like <laughs> the funny thing is, like, it's not hating on him. I had a guy comment the other day about, like, what have you two blokes ever done? Blah, 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 whatever. And I was just like, dude. I'm not comparing myself to him, okay? My job here yeah. is to comment on the riders, rider to rider, pro to pro, not Hayden Deegan to me. Hayden Deegan could have two broken legs and a broken arm and outride me on a 250F, okay? Like, like no questions asked. He's got more skills than me with, with three limbs missing, okay? It's literally just like, hey, compared to these other guys here, what is it like, you know? And and on top of that, as I keep telling people, it's like this podcast was always created, you know, by fans for fans. Essentially, we're doing nothing but but bench racing, just like everyone does every single weekend about these guys. You know, oh, I fucking I hate I hate Hunter Lawrence. He's a douche, you know. And there goes a sound bite for everybody to pull out of there, you know. Or oh, I you know I don't like Cooper Webb. He's an asshole, you know. And oh, Webb sucks at riding and all this stuff. Just it, it's it's you and your buddies at the tailgate at the track talking about the race. Like that's that's yeah. what it is. And these guys on YouTube take this shit so seriously and don't listen to it. In fact, that guy that said like, "Oh, what have you two ever done?" I was like, "Man, somebody's not good at listening because like I yeah. have I haven't been making this abundantly clear the last few weeks about like what this show is about and how we're trying to do it and everything like that. And like if you, if that's what your thought is is that like we're downing this kid because I think I can I'm not saying I can ride better than him. I cased a, I cased a finish line jump on a supercross track. Okay. Like, like I'm not good. All right. But like, come on, man, let's just get serious here. So, so anyway, so yeah, I, he, they are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I don't know if you've seen too. I think you did. Maybe you sent me something. The whole web going to Ducati thing blew up. Oh, you cut out. 
I'm sorry. I, I heard about something like that. I saw the thumbnail on YouTube from our friend Steve Mathis about that, but I didn't watch the video. I don't. I don't watch Pulp MX. It's too long for me. Yeah, he, uh, it, dude. It's funny because I, I just laugh because we started that entire thing. Because what happened was, I think it was back on show two thirty three. Me and okay. Coach Rob were doing the show. I was doing a solo show, so I had Coach on, and Coach started talking about it. And I'm like, I'm like, have you heard anything about this? He's like, well, I hear that they're going after Web, well, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And so I yeah. just cut that video a couple of weeks ago. So the show had been out for probably a month. I cut this video, I put it up, and it did a couple thousand views the first few days. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, it's no surprise. A little clickbait there somewhat, you know, <laughs> like it's what we're talking about, but... Is he really going to Ducati? I don't know. That's not, you know, that's something that's just in the, you know, it's it's in the atmosphere talking about it. And then, <laughs> then where it really blew up was I hit up Jace from Gypsy Tales. And I was like, oh. hey, what have you heard about Webb going to Ducati? And he's like, well, I haven't heard anything. What have you heard? And I'm like, well, Coach Rob said this. And then at the Salt Lake City round of Supercross, for his uh, Supercross companion, he starts talking about, well, I heard Coach Rob say that Webb might be going to Ducati. And then, of course, oh. they start talking about Ducati coming in. And, dude, then it was just off to the race. Like, to the point that I had buddies this week sending me articles that different online publications were writing about this this week. Wow. And then, of course, you see Pulp has the video go up talking kind of about some of that stuff. Jace put up a video where he was talking about it there in the Supercross Companion. Like, all of a sudden, it starts popping off everywhere, and then our video is just like... Brrr through the roof. And, like, the biggest, the biggest video as far as, uh, like, the actual show itself, we have... In fact, it's like it's like the biggest video on the channel outside of a couple of different shorts that got a whole bunch of views at this point. Because I think it's up to like sixty thousand or something. You're cutting out. Oh, can you hear me? Oh crap! Oh crap! Hold on, my no. my Wi-Fi went out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you just fine now. Okay, yeah, the Wi-Fi went out, so come back here in a second. There we go. Now we're back on Wi-Fi. So so yeah, so it's um, dude, it's crazy that that kind of made the rounds there. And, and like I said, I laugh because it just all started through a small conversation me and coach had. And I'm just like, huh, okay, well, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, question. What do you think? How do you think that race? Uh, how do you think the 450s would have been yesterday had Eli been there? I mean, you got to think he's right. You got to think he's running with Chase and Chase and Jet. You got to think it's those but three running away. But does he beat them? That's no idea. the question. No idea. That it, is, it is a He's not here, though. Yeah, that's the that's the saddest <laughs> part of this whole thing is we don't get to see because we kind of know what him and Chase are like, even though obviously Chase is better. And I'm sure Eli would have been slightly better. Um, but then you got to throw in the jet factor. So, And like right. I said, it's just something that we probably will never know, to be honest with you, because I don't think he's coming back. Because I, what I heard... Here and we'll call this uh, grapevine through the grapevine. That's probably true. Is that uh, I don't want to say Davy personally, but I heard MX Sports was paying him upwards of a million dollars to race this series. I heard that. Yep. So, I 
I gotta be honest. Everything, everything news wise, I hear, I hear on this show, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I hate to suck up, but like, I've been, I've been watching this show for, oh god, since freshman year of high school, and I remember. So I was in a video production class, and we had big computers in that class, right? Yeah. I would like, whenever the show would be uploaded, I'd like pull it up, listen to it while I'm working, and I, I it was, it, I, I just. I, sorry, I'm just, I'm just sucking up to you now, but like that's, and like I've gone out of my way to listen to this show, man. It's been a big part of my life, and I appreciate everything you do, even for me, man. Like sending me these shirts, it's, it's crazy, and we all, everybody doesn't have to agree with the what we say here, but um, it's. It's a way to grow, and I so want to see this show. I, 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 let's just say I want to say who I'm affiliated with and not get kicked out. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just Sorry. let's just say this, man. I've told you, you know, we've had conversations here. Obviously, not. First off, I I appreciate you being with us since basically the beginning because I remember back in the day of you commenting on the show and stuff like that when we first started and just being like, "Who is this kid?" And then obviously through the years we've started talking, grown somewhat of a friendship here, long distance friendship, never face to face friendship, but an online friendship here nonetheless. And now with you being able to, you know, with you being in the location you are, which is California, yeah. which no offense. I don't want to go to California right now because the place is beautiful. I'll give you that. But like the politics yeah. out there just drive me crazy and I just can't do it right now. So, I have to say some of the shit you say on this show, uh, I'm starting to see it now that I, I'm getting older, you know, I'm starting to see some, <laughs> yep. some of it. So. Yep. You'll, you'll but understand as you get older, man. But, but yeah, so like having you out there is great because you can go to these places cause you're local, get us this content, help us out mm -hmm. in that way. And you know, it's, it's fantastic on top of you pushing us through all your different socials and stuff. It, I mean, it's, it's a big help. Um, yeah. and we appreciate it more, more than, you know, so, and, and it's, yeah. it's cool, man. The kind words they do, uh, they do touch me, man. I appreciate it a lot because yeah, we're just, we're just some dumb motocrossers who sit in my pole barn and record this stuff every week. So, so it's cool to have and, people like you that like are really, really into it. So, yeah. And, uh, I'm sure he'll listen to this, Justin, I'd was really sad when I heard that it was going to be just me and Travis. Dude, you got you to gotta get me on a show with Justin because me and him will just go back and forth well, about everything. I was so sad when I heard he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, I know. He's – look, I can't really force these guys too much because – I don't, you know, we're kind yeah. of we're kind of an at will employment here. That's kind of like by the grace of God that they show up and do the show. Um, but I mean, if you go to Hangtown next week, uh, you know, we'll have you back on or whatever, or you know, or we can have you on later this summer too, or something. We'll see. Or oh, I guess too. Are you? Uh, have you thought about going to the L.A. Coliseum round at the end of the year? That's I, I unless I unless I get like a media pass or something where I can get in for free. I'm not gonna pay to go all the way to LA I've heard I've heard shit about that stadium and I don't I don't want to sit in those stands man and it, it's like it's cool because it's a historic place yeah but other than not like there's parts of LA that are really cool but then there's parts of LA that's like 
you drive down the wrong street. And there's a story of my parents driving down the wrong street, almost getting shot. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I hear yeah. you, man. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not great. I've, I've been to LA once. I was not impressed. Let's put it that way. So, and to the, to the people who are from LA who somehow listen to the show, I'm not talking crap. You people, even though you want to deny it, you know it's true. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that's a yeah, that's an interesting city there. So and I agree with you. Like the historic fact on the uh, LA Coliseum is really cool, but outside of that, like actually going there, it's like, ooh. It's kinda like up here, like we are about two hours from the Chicago track there. Um and we're gonna go oh, yeah. but uh that's it's not a good part of it's not a good part of Illinois. It's actually outside of Chicago in a place called Juliet. And it's, yeah, it's not great. So like, like our plan is to rent a rental car and drive there is, (laughs) is basically our plan just so that if it does get stolen for some reason, it's not mine. (laughs) I don't care. So, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, Oh, I wish we could have some better, better spots for races. So like even Detroit's not that bad. Like I'm not a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Detroit, but Detroit's not that bad to go to and, uh, go to the stadium and stuff. So it's, yeah, Yeah. they need, they need some, we need some better places here. That's what we need. And And then, I mean, this would cause a tangent, but Oakland, I'm, sure that's not great oh no 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 that place is terrible that place but i heard i heard they're going somewhere else so that'll be good i heard so remember when we maybe you were watching it i was kind of watching it at the time remember when we were in uh san francisco where the giants play yeah so i heard rumblings about going back there but apparently according to jason thomas he said that wherever they had the pits there's like a condo or something built there so that's out of the question which that's a nice place too i don't i don't i think i said this on the show i was on earlier i don't like these downtown stadiums because it's terrible for the pit party and stuff like that yeah you know like detroit i've heard was there even a pit party in detroit no, this year no so detroit no. <laughs> detroit sucks because um so the factory rigs are backed into like some really small parking lots right next to the stadium and then all the privateer rigs are right outside of a parking garage right across the street and then all the privateers are pitted in like a coat closet underneath the stadium like detroit's terrible for for that kind of stuff so um yeah i've heard i've heard a couple different things for a couple different stadiums up there in northern california um because they do like that market and i think they get a decent turnout um but i have heard that oakland is probably going off the off the market here soon um sorry i'm going uh and then i heard i did hear too that there's a there is a list already for this coming season, which I think is going to be, be announced soon. I do think they're going to Kansas city though. I think oh, it's a new the, one. The Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that would be cool. I might have to go to that one. Um, cause Kansas isn't bad. Went there. Like I said, I went there, uh, see Kev and I didn't mind oh, it. No. I mean, it's, 
So, but it's middle America, man. So it's just like fields everywhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a city and then fields everywhere again. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I might, hope, might I, go to that one. I, so I hope we go to where SoFi, the, where the Rams and the Chargers play. Cause, um, Monster Jam was there this year and. Oh, was it? I, it yeah. Monster Jam was there earlier this year. And I think if Fel can get Monster Jam in there, they could probably get Supercross in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, because that's the so. that's the new one that's in downtown LA, isn't it? Yeah, it's not downtown LA. So, little stadium facts here, because I know this kind of I know this kind of stuff. So that one, it's actually right next to LAX. So they had to like build it kind of underground, like because hmm. because like you got planes flying in, you can't have a stadium in the way. So it's kind of underground a little bit. Something like I probably make no sense right now, but um. Yeah, so it's like right next to LAX. Hmm, interesting. Well, that would be cool. I'll tell and you. It's where, not. I'll tell you where I'm sad we don't go anymore because I just found this out is Toronto. So yeah. that, that Toronto stadium, they actually have a hotel built essentially in the outfield where you open your door, you open your window, and you have a balcony yeah. that looks out over the field. I'm like, can you imagine? going to a supercross staying in there and i'm sure there's people that have and if y'all have please reach out because i'd love to hear the stories about this like you mm-hmm. just staying in your room like opening the balcony just watching the race like the yeah. coolest shit ever like you could watch them build the track tear the track down all of that stuff like dude it would be yeah. so fucking sweet i would go all week just to see that you know well yeah. i went now because i'm not going to canada either for other <laughs> political reasons but um but i'm like dude that would be cool as shit to see so so yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be it'll be interesting to see here. I wonder if we're going back to St. Louis next year too, because it's the year for St. Louis. So yeah, I have to about that Toronto hotel thing. I have heard stories of people getting it on, and people could see that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Older viewers are talking about. Yep, I've heard that too, yep. man. Sounds awesome to me. Yeah. But- <laughs> Uh, all right man uh, anything else about the uh, race here you want to talk about um let me there's so much man it was it's fun man i i truly believe if i can get some stuff figured out with other things in life i do believe i could do this you know and i got so like i had i had people like a guy from Dunlop stopped me and say he follows me on Instagram. The Honda Crew Chief follows me on it. There's like so much people. Cool. And yeah, I mean, if you want to check out some of the stuff I've done, some I mean we we talked about it a little bit on our on the last time I was in here. Some of the things I've been through. Just go HeartKid44 on Instagram and go follow my very controversial Twitter. I'm very. I'm very, I don't know. Are you on Twitter a lot? No, I'm, I'm like uh, never on Twitter, to be honest with you. Cole handles that side of things for us. So I thought about doing it yesterday during the race, like tweeting, but then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm out. Yeah. Well, Denny Stevenson gives me a lot of <laughs> crap on there about some of the things I say. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, I was uh, texting Cole the other day. He was not too far from where I was, but. Because he's going to come out here a lot now, right? Because of his job. No, but. I don't. I don't think he'll be out there a lot. 
Um, he's just been out there a couple times for training. Um, okay. I think this one was they were dropping some new bike um, for him to be out there. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know that he'll be out there a lot, a lot, but he'll be out there from time to time because of working for Kawasaki at this point. So, yeah. But where where he was, he wasn't too far from me. So if he if he comes out, just let him know to hit me up and we can finally meet. Oh, so. <laughs> All right, man. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Thank Sorry you for jumping out, oh. man. I'm. You're good. You're good. Well, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Thank you for everything you do there with all the content and stuff you sent us from this weekend. It was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, let me know if you're going to uh, if you're going to Hangtown or something this week here, and we'll uh, we'll figure right. something out for that. All right. Sorry for dragging this out, man. I just love being on the show. No, no, man. you're good, man. We're just chatting, bro. We're just chatting. That's all there is to it. We're good. We're good. This is what okay. we do. So we go off on tangents and we chat, and then I start yelling about things and. Next yeah, thing you know, fine. we're canceled. It's fine. It's no big deal. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Justin, I uh, I know you got stuff going on, but I expect you to be on the show next time I'm on. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna let him know as soon as I get off here. So, all right. All Thanks, right. Travis. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. We'll talk this week. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right, Isaac Gonzalez, everybody, our West Coast contributor there. Great kid. Um, again, make sure to go check him out on Instagram at heartkid44. Uh, heart transplant survivor here and uh, yeah making the most of every opportunity he's got super cool what MX Sports did for him um, through Make-A-Wish last year and now just through his own doing here and uh, yeah hopefully this continues because he he gets us some good content all this all this stuff you've seen kind of preseason and press day and all that kind of content that we've been putting out all on him um, and it'll only get better. And, uh, let me just take a moment here at the end here to kind of say this. Uh, if you guys want to comment negative stuff towards me, um, you know, or even Justin, that's fine. We don't give a shit. You can go fuck yourselves. All right. To be really honest with you, we don't, we really don't care about you. Um, anybody else that's commenting, uh, regarding like Isaac or something, you really go fuck yourselves. Okay. And I'm sure I'm getting canceled for this right now, but, uh, there was, uh, there was an incident today and I say incident. Uh, it was a comment basically saying that, you know, one of the videos he sent us, uh, in the press corral, it was terrible. You know, the, 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 the mood was wrong. The lighting was wrong. The camera angle, all of this stuff, like, shut up. I don't care. Okay, you want to do better? You want to you want to do content for us and send it to us because it's so great? Cool, please do. Like we're we're more than open, basically to anybody out there, whether it's local racing, pro racing stuff, whatever. Um, we're very very open to you guys sending us uh, footage, especially vertical. We love vertical. We love posting shorts and reels and all that kind of stuff. Helps us grow tremendously in this current market here. Um, but dude, if you if you got a negative comment like outside of an opinion that I'm giving on Deegan because that's where most of the the bad comments come from. But if you've got it on like what we're doing as far as like how our content looks or anything like that, like I don't care. Okay. We're not a professional content creator. We are not anything like that. We're some dudes that like dirt bikes and I'm like, man, this is cool. We're going to make some content. Okay. So you just piss off with yourself and your things and your negative comments towards the lighting wasn't right or the angle wasn't right or the audio wasn't right or any of that stuff. I don't care. All right. So just piss off. Holster Co. Reload Rant. Final one of the night. So, all right. 
So this has been show. Uh, this has been show two thirty nine. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors there: TLR Coatings, Complete Racing Solutions, Holster Co., Edgewood Farms, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs. Thank you to all of them for supporting us. This has been our round one Fox Raceway Paula, whatever you want to call it, wrap up here for motocross. We got ten more of these things to go. We'll see you all on the next one.